Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Miami Vineyard Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, breathes life into you, and helps you experience God's love. Enjoy the message. Hey, can we make some noise and welcome in our online Vineyard family? Come on, let's hear it for them. So my name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors, and this weekend we're in part two of a series that we're calling Stretched. Now, is it just me, or does it seem like everything is getting more expensive? I mean, everything, right? From eggs to the cost of gas to, you know, bigger things like, like rent and maybe taking the family out to eat, like at McDonald's. Recently, I, I, my wife, just my wife and I, we went through McDonald's drive-thru. And as I got to the window to pay, I had to call my mortgage broker to get a line of credit. Just to... <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. So I'm just curious. How many of you would say, you, you, you'd say, you'd say, that the past couple of years has just been challenging financially. Past couple of years. Come on, let me see your hands. Challenging financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, if you're on, put challenging in the chat if you're with us online right now. Let me see your hands again. Challenging financially. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Okay. Those of you who don't have your hands up, please give some money to those who do. Okay. <laughs> We're family here. We're family here. Now, it's, it's look, it's, it's, it's challenging to make it. It is. It's challenging. So last weekend, we kicked off a series where we're having a conversation about this, how to navigate this challenging financial season we're in, having a conversation about this. Now, I realize any time, you know, you talk about finances or money, look, it's not easy. I realize that. It's not easy in church. It's not easy in your family. It's not easy with your spouse to have these kinds of conversations. It's a little awkward, but I want to give you a ground rule here at our church that we, anytime you hear this church talk about money, there's a rule. Here's the rule. We don't want anything from you. We want something for you. Okay? We don't want anything from you. It's not gonna, we're not going to put a guilt trip on you and you should give more. No, no, no. We want something for you. And what is that? That is financial freedom. We want you to have peace. We want you to have breathing room. We want you to have some margin. We want to decrease your anxiety. That's what we want from you. That's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for you. So last week, we kicked off the conversation. We, and we talked about, part one, we talked about three attitudes that we have that if we embrace these things, it'll make a huge difference for us in our financial lives. We talked about embracing the value of self-control, embracing the value of sacrifice, and embracing the value of the supernatural. And look, we had, if you missed last weekend, you've got to go and you've got to get last weekend's message. Watch it on MyMidVinyard.com, watch it on YouTube, or whatever, wherever you get your podcast, listen to it. You've got to get last weekend's message. So this weekend, I want to continue the conversation. And I want to specifically talk about an idea, uh, a concept, a word that is really going to help you find some breathing room. Now, the word is simple, but it is not simple to do. <laughs> The word is easy, but it's not easy to do. It is a four-letter word, though. Anybody want to guess what that word is? That word is save. Not sale, but save. Save. And look, as we're going to see today, if we can just save just a little, just a little, it's going to make such a difference in our lives, a huge difference in our lives. You know, I've talked to so many people over my 35 years of life, so many people, and they tell me, they said, Pastor Kevin, when we, and it doesn't matter what the age, but Pastor Kevin, when we got to the place in our financial world where 
we had a little savings, a little margin, a little, a little breathing room. They said it made such a huge difference in our lives. Talked to married couples who finally got some breathing room, and they said, we have, we, we have less arguments, less fights, less confrontation, less conflict when we have some breathing room. So let's talk about this today. Let's talk about finding some breathing room. So as we get started, I'd love for you to do something for me. I'd love for you to locate some message notes. Now, our message notes, are you can find them virtually on our Miami Vineyard app. So if they have the app downloaded, now would be a great time to open the app. If you don't have the app downloaded yet, it's a simple, free download. Just go to your app store, search Miami Vineyard, or if you're in the room today, scan this QR code that's in the seat back in front of you. It'll be an automatic, you'll see, you can choose to download the app. It's a free download. Once you get the app downloaded, tap on This Weekend, tap on Message Notes, This Weekend Message Notes. If you want a hard copy of the notes, you'd like to, you want to just write some things in, it's right here. It's available at pub tables in the back. Just go to those tables and pick up a hard copy of these notes. And so we want to talk about finding some breathing room today. Talk about saving. So when you talk about this, there's really two kinds of people. There are people who like to save, and there are others who have the spiritual gift of spending. So I'm just curious. I'm just curious with our audience we have in the room today. Those of you online, you just put in the chat, put in the chat. So how many of you would say that you're a saver? Can I see your hands? You're a saver. Any savers in the house? Okay, savers. Okay, how many of you would say that you are more of a spender? Can I see those hands? Spender, spender, spender. Okay, good, good, good. Lift it. If somebody's hands on up right now, just lift it for them. Okay, you know, you know. Okay, and typically, typically, Savers marry spenders. <laughs> typically. Typically. In fact, let me see your hands if you're married to somebody else who's the opposite of you in that realm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it happens all the time. So, but you know, the Bible has so much to say about this. People are always surprised with how much the Bible speaks to this topic. It speaks to almost every topic. But this topic it speaks to with lots of lots of wisdom and counsel verses. A lot of people don't know this, that Jesus talked more about money and finances and stuff than he did about heaven and hell combined. Because it's always on people's minds. So this book has a lot to say. We're going to be looking a little bit at what this book has to say about this. Notice there's one verse here coming up on screen, also on the outline if you have it. From the book of Proverbs, chapter 21 says, The wise person does what? Wise person what? saves for the future. So, how wise are we as Americans? Well, the average family in Japan saves 20% of their income. The average family in Europe saves 18% of their income. The average family in America? Negative 1% of our income. <laughs> These are stats. I'm not making this up. We're spending more than we, we got. Now, and that was long before COVID and long before inflation, okay? But we are not typical Americans. We live in Miami. <laughs> and we don't save negative 1% of our income. We save negative 5% of our income. No, no, no. Look, we, listen, folks, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Now, for some of you, let me just say this right off the top. For some of you. Even the idea, I real, look, I realize, even the idea of, like, you're, you're saying, Pastor Kevin, honestly, I don't even know how I could save a dollar right now. Okay, look, I get it. Maybe not today, but can I invite you into the conversation? 
because I want to give you some dreams. I want to give you some hopes of what could be because there is, listen, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is margin. There is margin in our finances. So we're not, we're not always stretched all the time. Always just, just, just breathing. Like I like feel like you're breathing through a straw, like your whole head is underwater and you've got this little straw going up above the water. Just that, that's how it feels sometimes when we get under this financially. But, but we, 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 we can do this. We can do this. So notice on your outlines. Let's, let's talk about this today. Let's talk about how to, how, to, how to get some breathing room in our finances when it comes to saving. So notice on your outlines. What will I save for? Let me give you three things we're going to save for. Here's the first thing. We're going to save for emergencies. Now, let me define that for you. An emergency is not the new iPhone 14. <laughs> I'm just saying, an emergency is not, a, not the trip to Disney, not a cruise. Those are not emergencies. Emergencies are when your AC breaks unexpectedly. Emergencies are when your car breaks unexpectedly. Those are emergencies. Emergencies is when your toddler eats your wedding ring. And you got to go to the ER, didn't they take all those, those scans and all that kind of stuff? you got to pay for all that. And then the doctor tells you you got to watch the poop for the next couple of days to find the wedding ring. Those of you without kids are going, that's really gross. Those of you with kids are going, been there, done that. It is gross. So we need to save for things that are unexpected because life happens. Stuff happens. And in Miami, more stuff happens than other places. So stuff happens. So we're going we're gonna to save for emergencies. Here's the second thing we're going to save for. We're going to save for purchases. Purchases. That if we want that new couch, we're going to save for it and just, instead of just slapping it on the credit card. Because we talked about this last week. We talked about credit cards and, 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 and how the, the amount of money that we haven't got. Anybody, in fact, anybody, anybody remember from last week how much, how much, the average person in this country has on credit cards. Anybody remember? Good. I heard you. $17,000 $17, is what the average person has on their credit card, balance on a credit card. $17,000. You're going, well, what's, what's wrong with that? Okay. Here's the deal with that. 18% interest. Even if you don't add anything more to it, you just pay the minimum payments. You know how long before you pay that off? 40 years. And you know how much you're going to pay? Because you're paying almost all interest. You're going to end up paying, on this bill, you're going to pay $110,000 on that. Because it's almost all interest. They're just, you're just paying interest, 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 interest. So we're saying, we're saying so we're not going so to slap that on a credit card, right? We're going to save for it. You're going, okay, Pastor Kevin, what about those places that say, no money down and no payments until Jesus returns? All right, we've seen, okay, okay, let's talk about that because we, we, we all, we've all been there, done that, we know those places. Let's just, let's just pick on somebody, let's just pick on rooms to go, nothing wrong with rooms to go. But they, they're, you know, they're classic with those, those, those ads. We, we, you know, we, we, just, we actually just bought some furniture for rooms to go. But rooms, rooms to go, right? Let's just, say, let's just say you go now, no payments until 2025. No interest until 2025. You're going, well, that's a deal. It is. But they're banking on, they're banking on the fact, see, the, the, that's a good deal if you will take and pay that thing off in the next two years. But they're banking on the fact that you won't. In fact, do you know how many people actually pay it off before the interest comes due on all those buy now, pay later deals? 12% of people pay it off. 88% of people don't pay it off. And 88% of people are going to start paying really high interest at that moment. They're banking on that. And the statistics said only one out of 10 people pay that off. The other nine out of 10, 
They're paying the same interest like you would on a credit card or maybe even a bit higher. So all I'm saying to you, all I'm saying to you is when you hear this, when you hear these offers, be careful. Con mucho cuidado. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. All right. So we're going to save for emergency. We're going to save for purchases. Here's the, second, here's the third thing we're going to save for. We're going to save for the future. What does that mean? Well, if you've got kids, you might want to start saving something for college. If you have daughters, you might want to start saving for the quincey. I have three grown daughters who are all single adults, and they've all expressed to their dad that they'd like to be married one day. That means I don't have one wedding, but I don't have two weddings. I've got three weddings, so pray for me. But here's what I told my girls. I said, look, here's the deal. Find somebody, you're all going to get married on the same day, <laughs> on the same spot. I'm going to do all three weddings at the same time. One, two, three. I do, I do, I do. Boom, we're done. So, yeah, come on. So, now saving, so we're going to save, we're going to save for the future. Look, future means also save for retirement. Now, I know nobody is old enough in this crowd to be thinking about retirement, but we got to think about this. Now, look, you can work every day of your life to the end of your life. You can do that. That's no, no, no issues. But I'm just saying that when, when you hit 60 and 70 and 80, you probably don't want to work as hard as you are now in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. You probably just don't want to work that hard. You can still work, but you just, your life changes a little bit. Your body changes a little bit. So we got to be thinking about the future. we got to be thinking about investing and retirement. And as I said last week, here's the problem with this. Nobody teaches us how to do this. Nobody. We become adults at 18 or 22 or 23 or 25 or 35, whatever the age is now. But where do we ever learn how to, how to, how to have some financial intelligence? Nobody ever teaches us about this. But the Bible's got some things to say. So today, I want to help you a little bit. I, and I want us today, we are going to prioritize every dollar. So every dollar we're going to prioritize. I want to help you with this today. Okay? I want to help us prioritize every dollar. I've got some dollars with me up here on stage. So I have some, some buckets right here as well. I'm gonna, so we're going to help prioritize every dollar. Okay, so let's just say for the, for the sake of discussion, okay, let's say it's payday. And let's say you get paid, just for the sake of discussion, let's say you get paid $100, okay? Got $100 right here. It's payday. You get paid $100. What is the first, what's the first decision, what's the first thing we do when we get paid? What's the first thing we do? Tithe. Good. Tithe means what? 10% goes to God, right? 10% goes to God. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to tithe. 10%. How much is 10% of 100? Good. 10% of 100. So $10 goes to God. So we talked about this last week, right? You can figure out 10% really easy. You just drop the last number, whatever number it is. Now, 100 is easy because you just dropped the zero, but it doesn't that's God's. doesn't matter what it is. Let's say you get paid 1732 That's your paycheck. Drop the last number, and that's 10%. Let's say you get paid 4337 Drop the last number, and that is 10%. That's what goes to God. That's a tithe. So whatever, whatever that means for you, that's a tithe. So, so when we get paid, when we get paid, the very first thing we're going to do, very first thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure God gets 
the very first part. 10% goes to God. Whatever that number is, it goes to God. It goes to the local church where you go home, goes to God. Now, let me tell you a little story. So back in the day, I mean, I'm going back in the day, back to the very first family on this planet, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had some kids. They had two boys. Uh, the two firstborn boys were named Cain and, anybody know? Abel, Cain and Abel. Even if you don't know the Bible, you probably heard Cain and Abel, Cain and Abel. Okay, first two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain was a farmer of crops. Abel was a farmer of animals. And so God said, the very first family, God said, look, everything you have comes from me. We know that. Everything we have comes from God. It's everything we have comes from God. And God says, look, I want you to give me that first part. Give that first part back to me. The very first family God said that to. Give your first part back to me. So I want to read you a little bit of the story. Remember, Cain is a, Cain, the son, Cain, oldest son's a crop farmer, fruits, vegetables, crops. Abel was an animal farmer. So we pick up the story. Because God said, I want you to bring this to me. I want you to... And in that day, they sacrificed it to God. They literally put it on a stone altar. They laid it there and they burned it to God. They burned it up as a sacrifice to God. So here's what it says in chapter, Genesis chapter 4, verse 3. It says, Cain brought some of his fruits, but Abel brought the fat portions from the firstborn of his flock. Now the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Why? Why? See, my whole life I was taught this story incorrectly. My whole life I was taught this story, that the reason God looked with favor on one and not favor on the other is because God wanted, the reason God didn't look with favor on Cain is because God wanted an animal sacrifice, not a sacrifice of crops. He wanted animal sacrifice. And if you look through the Bible, some of you know this, if you look through the Bible, there's been animal sacrifices to God all throughout the Bible, and God wants animal sacrifice. But that is not this story. God was not upset with Cain because he didn't sacrifice an animal. God was upset with Cain because of this. Cain brought some of his fruits, but Abel brought the first part, the firstborn. God was upset with the sum because God doesn't want the sum. God wants the first. God always wants the first. Oh, first part of our day, first part of our week, first part of our time. God wants first part of our energy. The first part goes back to God. God always wants the first, always wants the first. So sometimes people say, well, you know, this, is, this, this whole tithe thing is just a church made up thing to get money. No, 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 it's not. This is from the very beginning of time. God said that first part, the very first part comes back to me. In fact, look what God says in this next verse. Come up on screen. Look what God says. He says, honor the Lord by giving him what? The what? The first part, the first part of all your income. And he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest of wines. That's just, back in the Hebrew, that's just a fancy way of God saying, God saying, I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats. God says, if you give me, God says, if you give me the first part, he says, here's what I'm going to do. Now, last weekend, we talked about this. Last weekend, I invited you, I invited you into an opportunity. And I said this, for the next 90 days, from now till Mother's Day, will you, 
will you take God up on his challenge? Because God says, test me in this to see if I won't do these incredible things in your life. So here's, here's an invitation. Will you for the next 90 days say, God, <laughs> I don't know how I can afford it, but God, I am going to trust you. I'm going to take you up on this. And God, for the next 90 days, God, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you that first part. I'm going to give it to the local church where I call home. I'm just, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you. And for the next 90 days, I've given you, will you do this for the next 90 days? And I even gave you money back guarantee saying, look, if after 90 days you don't feel any different, like you don't feel closer to God or your finances haven't changed or just, you just said nothing happened, you can get it all back. It's a money back guarantee. So I said it was, we called it the first and 10 challenge. First and 10 challenge. And so, now listen, we talked about this last week. Somebody sent a text this last week about this challenge. And here's what they said. Send a text. Pastor Kevin, three years ago, I took the 90 days challenge. I was not able to pay my bills and I was going from pay advance to pay advance companies. Since I took the challenge, I have not stepped one foot into those stores and my finances are much better. I didn't have to use the money back guarantee as God showed me that he is faithful. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Just a text came in. So look, I'm going to offer the same invitation to you today. Some of you needed a week to think about it. Some of you just like going, man, Pastor Kevin, I want to get in on that. Okay, here's how you get in on that challenge. Because what I want to do is I want to pray for you by name, and I want to send you some emails and some encouragement as you go through these 90 days together as you take this challenge. So here's how you sign up for the challenge. In the seat backs in front of you, this QR code that you have, same QR code works. Scan the QR code. It'll open up to some options. One of those is first and 10 challenge. Just click that box. Give us your name. Give us your email. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to send you some encouraging emails. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Nobody's going to give you a call or knock on your door and say, why aren't you giving? This is not that church. We don't do it like this. That's not the way it happens here. We want to help you. We want to encourage you. Not something we want from you, something we want for you. And that's financial freedom. So if you take the challenge, scan this QR code, or if you're online with us right now, or if you're in the room, if you go to the app, our Miami Vineyard app, click on the more button at the corner, and then you'll see there's a list and you can, you can check first and 10 challenge. You can go do that right now. Listen, I'm telling you, when we will take a risk on God with this, I can tell you from experience, I can tell you from so many people's experience, I had a guy met me in the, he met me in the hallway after here. He sat in this church for years and years and years and years. I would talk about this every so often. We do a, I help, we do a helpful money series about every 18 months here. He sat through it, sat through it, sat with it. But one, one year, a year ago, he took this challenge. And he, he told me, he met me again in the hallway out here. He said, Pastor Kevin, I don't know why it took me so long. He said, can I get up on that stage? And can I tell everybody they need to do it? He was so excited because he just said it just, and it, it wasn't, it's not, he's not rolling the money. He said, but for the first time in his life, he is free from the burden of caring around how to make ends meet all the time. He said, for the first time, I am free. He said, for the first time, I'm really trusting God with my money instead of me trying to make it all work. That's really the big difference here. Trusting God with our money instead of us trying to make it all work. Huge difference in our lives. So I want to encourage you, you can go and take that challenge right now. So, so that's the first thing we do, right? First thing, first thing, first thing. So the first 
First 10% goes to God in a tithe. But then we have this. We have expenses. That's the next bucket. We got expenses. So we got $90 left. How much goes to expenses? All of it. That's the problem. We got three more buckets, but it's all here. And most people don't tithe, so they put it here too. And they're going, Kev Pastor Kevin, I need more money in my bucket. Because why? We have too many expenses. See, and this, so we talked about this last week. Okay, we talked about this last week. Listen, we know it's challenging living in Miami. We know, we know, we know, we know. So we talked about this. We said, we said look, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna embrace the value of sacrifice. We're going to embrace the value of self-control. We're not going to, listen, we're going to do some things to, to try and find some margin. So, so we're not going to get that $5 cup of coffee every day. In fact, we're going to get it maybe once or twice a week instead of every day. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to get our nails done every week. Some of you are going, right. We're going to get them done, you know, maybe a little less than that. We're going to, you know, you know, my wife and I discovered the other day, we, we compared, because we each have a credit card, we compared our credit card bills. We were both paying for some of these, these Disney Plus and Spotify. We were both paying monthly fees on that. We didn't even know it. So we found some money doing that. So you might want to just look at, so, so, so let's say we're going to do these things. And instead of putting 90 in here, we're going to put, we're going to put 70 in here. Okay, we're putting 70 in here because we've learned how to cut back a little bit. And now we've got $20 left each month. So what do we, each, or each week, what do we do with that? Okay, it goes here. Savings called an emergency fund. Emergency fund. What is this? This is what we, did, this is what we talked about. When those expenses come up, because they're going to happen. And when expenses come up, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to stick it on a credit card and, and go into debt because this is 18% interest. You don't want to go here. You want to do this. So... What you want to do with this, here's a general rule. You want to get an emergency fund up to up to $1,000. Do you realize how many people don't have $1,000 in a savings account? Hardly anybody. If you can get this to $1,000, then when the car breaks, you don't got to slap it on a credit card and pay all this crazy interest. You, you, you can actually pay for it. So $1,000 right here. You want to get the emergency fund to $1,000 right here. So couple months goes by, right? You took God up on his challenge. You're tithing. You're trying to handle your money well. You're putting $20 in here. And you know what happens? Because you're tithing and you're, God's going to bless you, you get a raise. Okay? Now, instead of making $100 a week, now you're making $130 a week. You got a $30 raise. What do you do with that $30? Spend it. Yes. No. Okay, we're trying to get out of debt. We're trying to get out of debt. Okay, so if you spend, no, no. So, so, so now, now we make $130 a week. How much goes to God? Right, a tenth. How much is that? 130, 130, 130. Drop the last number. $13 goes to God. So now $13 goes to God. Okay, so I got 13. I, I got 10. I got 11, 12, 13 goes to God because God gets it first, not last, not the leftovers. God gets it first. Then we got expenses, but we're living within our means. We're trying to save money. So even though we got a raise, we go, oh, yeah, now I can spend more money. No, no, no. We got a raise, but we're trying to get out of credit card debt. We're trying to get out of this thing. So, so we're going to live on the same $70. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now, We've got $47 left to go where? Here. We're trying to get this up to $1,000. Once you get this up to $1,000, good. This bucket's boom. Cap it off. This bucket's done. Now you got $1,000 here. Now you tackle these credit cards. 
you tackle these credit cards. 47 goes here, and whatever else you get, you're tackling these credit cards. Now, we could talk about this for days, but this is not a financial seminar. This is, this is God's kind of God's helping to, to get our finances. So what I want to say with this is this. Folks, there is a way to pay off those credit cards. There is. It's not easy, but there is a way. We want to help you. Remember, this is not what we want from you. This is what we want for you. We want to help you with this. This Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, there is a, we're teaching a class here on campus called Financial Peace University, FPU. I want to invite you. It's a free class. I want to invite you to come to this because nobody tells us how to do this. In Financial Peace University, you will learn stuff like this, but you will also learn something called a debt snowball. It's not something that you, you know, just use in the Arctic Circle. A debt snowball is a way, a way to, to help you get out of credit card debt. And it works. And many people, many people have gotten out of credit card debt doing that. I want to invite you, 7 o'clock, back here on campus, for something called Financial Peace University. You can sign up on your app, my Vineyard app, front page. Sign up for FPU. Even if you don't sign up, you can still come this, uh, this, this Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. So now, now we're working on debt. Now, we got one more bucket. Here we go. One more bucket called invest. Now, here's a general rule. If you can do this, you will have financial breathing room like you cannot imagine. You want to tithe 10%, you want to invest 10%, and you want to live on 80 If you can give God the first 10%, invest 10%, and live on 80 you will have more financial freedom in your life than you ever knew imagined. You will. More financial freedom than you ever knew you can imagine. Financial freedom. It's called the 10-10-80 rule. 10-10-80. Give God 10, invest 10, live on 80. 10-10-80. And it works. But let me give you a couple rules now for investment. Because when I'm talking about investments, I'm not talking about just putting money in a savings account. That's your emergency fund. That's your emergency fund. I'm talking about investing in mutual funds, maybe a little bit of stocks, those kinds of things that get your return. But let me give you two rules of investing. These are both found in the Bible. Here's the first rule if you're taking notes. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. The Bible says that. Don't put them all in one stock. Don't put them all in crypto. I'm not saying not to invest any in crypto, but I'm saying if you put all your eggs in one stock, listen, you never know what's going to happen. Something could happen. And that's what the Bible says it like this. Look what the Bible says. Give portions to seven, yes to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. The Bible says diversify, using some financial language, diversify your portfolio. Let me simplify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what that means in a fancy financial jargon. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So that's what the Bible says. Here's the second thing the Bible says. Don't try to get rich quick. Look at the Bible says, whoever gathers money, what's it say? Little by little makes it grow. And it is crazy how your money will grow if you invest it. And you don't got to invest a lot. Just a little, just a little, just a little. So, so look, I'm about to blow your minds. Okay? Come to church, get your mind blown. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Listen, $5 a day. If we will invest, invest, put it, put it someplace where it's going to grow. Five, okay, $5 a day. That's just not getting that coffee. And instead of take that money, invest it. 
$5 a day. Look how your money will grow if you, if you keep putting in $5 a day or 150 bucks a month, $5 a day, $5 a day. Just don't, and don't keep taking it out. You got to leave it there. $5 a day. Okay. Notice coming up on screen. After five years, you're going to have 12,250 after five years, but it gets better because it's compounding interest. So your money grows. It's compounding interest. After 10 years, you'll have $34,000. After 20 years, over $148,000. Now it gets really good. After 30 years, over half a million dollars, $524,000. After 40 years, you'll have $1.7 million. And after 50 years, you'll have $5.9 million if you simply invest $5 a day. Yeah. So on the count of three, let's all say wow together. Ready? One, two, three. That is wow. Some of you are going, I don't believe that at all, Pastor Kevin. You're just making that up. This is very true. If you get a 12% return, now you're going, well, come on, man, nobody gets a 12% return. Oh, but that's not true. Over the 40 years, over the past 40 years, 12% return has been very common. Now, it's not common the past couple of years, because it's, but it'll, it comes back. Even if you get 8%, you still, you still got money. $5 a day. Five, but people, what we, do, we don't think about the future. We don't think about the future, just $5 a day. So if you're sitting out here, look, if you're sitting out here, Start investing now. And for all of you, you might be surprised to know this because a lot of people just don't, you get hired and the day you get hired, it's like you go to HR and they, you sign this thing and you don't even know what you signed, but thank God you got a job. Okay. You realize how many employers out there have a matching fund that if you save 1% of your paycheck, they will match it and give you 1% to that same account. If you save two, they'll give two. If you save three, they'll give three. Look, if your employer has a matching fund, so tomorrow's a holiday for a lot of people, but on Tuesday, send an email to your HR. Go in person to the HR and say, hey, is there any kind of a matching fund going on? You might be surprised. If there's a matching fund, save that money. It's free money. If somebody's giving me free money, I'll take it. It's free money. Check out the matching fund. And for those of you that are 30-ish, in your 30s or younger, can I tell you, start investing now. Start investing now. Just let it there. Let it do its thing. Because you, you will thank me 40 years from now because I'll still be right here pastoring 40 years from now. So you'll be thanking me 40 years from now. So let me wrap this up. If you do these things we're talking about today, if you do these things, if we tithe, if we save, if we pay off our debt, if we invest, I'm telling you, God's going to bless you. I'm telling you, this is, this is the way to financial freedom. But can I say, God never blesses us just so we can get a bigger house and another boat. Now, nothing wrong with a big house and having a boat. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Just remember, that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is God blesses so we can be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. That's the ultimate goal. I was just reading this week. I wasn't even looking for it. It kind of came, it kind of found me. You realize how many benefits there are when we are generous with our money? Your blood pressure lowers. Your cholesterol goes down. All these benefits, these health benefits, it's just giving. It's crazy stuff that happens. We're so much healthier we give. Jesus said it this way. He said, he said there's more blessing in giving than in receiving. 
So let's be generous. But let's do more than that. Let's, let's be, as one of our values that this church says, let's be people who are crazy generous. Would you pray with me, please, as we wrap this up for just a moment? Just, would you pray with me? Maybe you just want to bow your heads and close your eyes just to block out distractions. Let's just, let's just take a moment right now. Let's, let's, let's pray together. God, I thank you. <laughs> God, I am always amazed by your word, the Bible, how it gives such practical advice for life. I, I'm always amazed. And God, financially, it's loaded with practical financial advice. And God, thank you for your provisions, God, for us. That God, I know that some of us, we're here today and we're going, man, Pastor Kevin, I just, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. But even if that's the case, if we will focus more on what we have instead of what we lack, we have so much to be thankful for. And some of you right now, you're going, man, Pastor Kevin, that whole first idea, I want to, man, I want to give back to God. I want to give to God first. I want to do that first. Maybe right now, it's, it's still not too late for you. If you want to, you can still scan that QR code and still sign up and take this 90-day challenge and say, God, Maybe that's your response right now, saying, God, I, I want to do that, God. And God, I want to pray for people today. Because, God, I know it, 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 is a ch it is a challenge. It is. Living in Miami with one of the highest costs of living, but yet income levels being relatively low. The discrepancy in, in, in between those two is, is a challenge in this city. God, I, I pray, God, that this challenge is not too big for you. God, you want us to have financial breathing room more than anybody. You want us to have this. And God, you still want us to live in Miami. We don't have to leave Miami for this to happen. It is possible. It's not easy, but it is possible. So God, I pray right now, you would make a way where there seems to be no way. God, for some people in this place today, they have lived their whole lives on, in, in this, this, this belief that I'm never going to have enough. I'm always going to be lacking. I'm always going to be in debt. I pray, God, you would break that belief system today. And you would breathe life and hope, God, into us today. That there is a God who sees us. That there is a God who cares about us. That there is a God who can make a way where there seems to be no way. That there is this God. Come, Holy Spirit and do your work in us today. We give ourselves and we give our finances to you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review, subscribe to this channel, and share with a friend. We'd also love the chance to connect with you. You can text the word NEW to 786-705-8930. Again, that's NEW to 786-705-8930. And we'll give you some next steps with how to plug in and get connected here at Miami Vineyard. We hope you have an amazing week, and thanks again for listening.